a Lifetime original podcast. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm having a hard time keeping it all straight. No, you know you're notes, doing an I'm incredible like, job. I'm like, nice where's the dead baby necklace? I love a Lifetime movie. I feel like there's a very what happened to baby Jane energy to her. Yeah, don't you dare touch my baby Ruth. Get your <laughs> damn hands off my Snickers. But honey, Lisa don't take that well. And that's when no. it hops off. I feel like every day of my life is false victimhood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hold up, what? Hold up, hold up, what? <laughs> Get out of the car, Lisa. Karen, you seem upset. <gasps> I am not upset. I am livid. I know you made that call. I thought you didn't have any money, Lisa, but you went out and you got my car. Tell the truth. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Perrigan, joined by the stunning, booked, busy, blessed Megan Gailey. Hey, girl, hey. Hi, Naomi. Right now, I'm only booked on this podcast. Um... <laughs> But I, listen, I, oh, audition, I, I'm looking quote unquote stunning because I did an audition before this that Ooh. was 12 pages long. Oh my God. That is insane and <sighs> unnecessary. Well, it was for like six different characters. Oh, okay. 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 So, so I think they were trying bit. to see like how different can you be, but. It was, oh my gosh. I felt, I felt like a lifetime woman. I was like, who am I? Where am I? What's happening? Like, it's okay. <laughs> like yanked in a bunch of different directions. But so that's, that's perfect. Some, well, That's thanks. perfect practice. You know what I mean? Like, what if we write this lifetime movie where you're a woman with disassociative identity disorder? You know, oh. like maybe you will have to call on all six of these characters from this audition. Think about it. Well, now I want to disassociate from who I just was because I forgot to ask you how you're doing. Oh, my God, girl. Same old, same old. I am doing all right. Doing stand up until my lips fall off. I swear. Mm. Running these streets. But good. Uh, Megan, this movie is a fun one. Like, truly just classic Lifetime, classic LT, giving us the goods. The movie we are going to talk about today is The Neighbor in the Window. All right. Starring the one, the only, Jamie Lynn Siegler. Wow. Loving I mean, Meadow Soprano all grown up. A movie star. She's an absolute powerhouse movie star. I also, I do feel like there's, I like, when when we got the title of it, I was like, oh, I read this book. And it wasn't this book. There's just so <laughs> many women in windows. We yes. got... Oh my God, we got a woman in a window. We got a neighbor in a window. We got the rear window. We got the front window. We got the <laughs> kitchen door window. A lot of windows and a lot of people looking through them to yes. do. I don't know if there's ever been a window-based title where it wasn't like ominous. Yeah, yeah, where it wasn't creepy. Exactly. No, yeah. windows are terrifying. I keep my shades closed, you know? Mostly I because I don't want any sort of window situation in my life. Okay, mm -hmm. don't look at me. I don't want to mm -hmm. look at you. I don't want to see a shadow move and think there's a murder. Mm -hmm. So keep them shut, all yeah. right? Now, if you guys are listening and you, you have not yet watched The Neighbor in the Window, I don't know what you're doing. You need to get it together. Join the Lifetime Movie Club and watch this. But if you haven't, I'll break it down for you. The Neighbor in the Window is like a psychological thriller about a woman and her family who move into a new home and find themselves terrorized by their mm. next door neighbor. 
honey. Ooh, you think you've seen it before, but you haven't. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. in this in this movie, we are getting lesbian allies. Okay. We are getting home decor tips. Home decor tips. We are getting Christmas recital attacks? Question mark. We are getting supportive husbands? Whoa, 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 whoa. Even what? bigger question mark. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting so many made up illnesses. You and I had to go to WebMD. Okay? <laughs> there was so much to unpack. You guys, it also ends in a courtroom moment yeah. of drama. Yeah. That is for the ages, honey. Woo. The focus is on Karen Morgan and Lisa Beasley, these neighbors who you think are going to be friends, and then it turns sour real fast. Oh, no. It sounds like what I did to my neighbors. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. I, I am in a garbage war, unbeknownst to them, with my, with my neighbors. I have decided, <laughs> whether it's real or not, that they have stolen mm -hmm. one of our recycling bins and uh -oh. because we used to have two and they had one at that house and then these people yeah. moved in and now they have two and we have one. What? So tell me where- Oh yeah, so, they took it. They, I mean, that's math, you know? I'm not even good right. at math, but it's right. like we had to, uh, how, where? And they do this thing where they will move, our, our trash cans will sometimes be on their side of the driveway and then they'll move it over mm -hmm. to our side of it. The, like they're just, they're way too Aww. comfortable. They're way too comfortable touching yeah. our trash. <laughs> do and they ever have they ever said like anything do they ever say anything or is it just literally just it's done when you come out they have done the thing or do they go hey can you move your trash okay so this is not good um we have actually <laughs> never spoken face to face they uh -huh. have heard they have heard me talk shit about them to their <laughs> gardener <laughs> So okay, that is very lifetime. That is very <laughs> lifetime very, to be talking to be talking lifetime. to the gardener spilling tea. I love that very so very I much. I am I am the villain in this lifetime movie, uh -huh. but I just I just want you to know that I'm not a bad person. <laughs> That's for us to decide. Okay, Megan. Okay, <laughs> we make that call. <laughs> I think it's so funny considering that we are here to talk about the movie The Neighbor in the Window. Yeah, that's okay. us. Okay. <laughs> We're literally the neighbor in the window. All right, y'all. It's already getting intense. Let's get into it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The whole point is, this is a story of a woman terrorized, a woman terrorized by her very neighbor and her struggling to get her life back. Don't you think she was trying to just get it back, Megan? Yeah, I mean, when someone moves to Seattle, you're yes. already like, 
they're making a change. Exactly. Uh, they are, they are, I don't think Karen, Jamie Lynn, is running from her demons. Yes. But she, I think she's like, we are in Seattle and Miles and Scott and I, we are going to have a fresh start here. And when yes. someone is looking for a fresh start, you yes. know that they are not going to get that fresh start. Exactly. Exactly. So as you know, Megan has already told you, Jamie Lynn plays Karen Morgan, a young mother of six-year-old Miles and a wife to Scott Morgan, who actually we like. Yeah, but we'll he's, get a, there. he's a top-tier husband. He's a good husband. He's a good husband. And so they moved to a beautiful home. I like the cul-de-sac on this one. Seems safe for playing outside. Yeah, you're right. It's a great family neighborhood. It's lots of kids. And there's a great elementary school just two miles away. But the home's big drawback, well, first of all, it's big selling point, large, gorgeous windows. Windows. Honey. They do a walkthrough, <laughs> and it's covered in these blackout curtains. It almost yeah. looks too haunted. And then Jamie, Jamie, I mean, Karen. I See, I want to call her Jamie, but it's like, she's Karen. Karen opens the shades, mm. and that light just pours in. Yeah. It pours in. These windows are stunning. Why would anyone block out all this lovely light? It's like a, it's, a, <laughs> well, when they get there too, the, I love the realtor. She's like, I'm sorry about, you know, she's sort of like shuffling and moving yeah. things about. But as we'll learn, Karen has the magic touch. And really <laughs> all that needed to happen was to pull those blinds give back. Karen a little light. Just give her a little light and she's got the rest. And... <laughs> The one drawback, though, to the home is that it shares a backyard. Yeah. That's the problem there. It shares a backyard. So that's going to force her to be close with her neighbors, the Beasleys, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And that's really not what she wants. But again, we start off with them finding this house, all right? This beautiful house with gorgeous windows letting light pour in. And they get settled pretty quickly, right? I feel like they're like, we live here now. Miles is starting school. Yes. And it's like all about it. And then within, I don't know, two seconds, a neighbor pops by to introduce mm -hmm. herself. Mm -hmm. Hi. Oh. I'm Susie, your neighbor across the street. I just saw you drive in and wanted to come say hi and make sure to give you these. Oh. They're my special carrot and apple muffins, vegan in case you were. And that's Susie. Susie's Susie. the first one we meet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Susie has really, really fun hair. Mm -hmm. um, and so you kind of know it's not she's not going to be the troubling neighbor. Like Isn't is that, that so true? Yeah. <laughs> if a woman has like a fun curl, you're like, yeah. oh, she's going to be safe. Right. We're going to be able <laughs> to rely on Susie. Yeah, a trustworthy person. Also, though, I felt like when I saw Susie, I remember I was being I was surprised. I was like, wow, she has curly hair. And then I was like, representation matters. Mm -hmm. Like we don't see mm -hmm. enough just like curly haired ladies out there. And it takes about. 35 minutes before we ever even find out that Susie is a lesbian. I love it. Woke lifetime. Woke because, lifetime. Yeah. Susie just comes in. She's fun. She's cool. But she she does she doesn't walk through the door and be like, my wife and I want to welcome you. Um, which I feel like happens a lot. But then we end up getting to a, a cookout, which we will get into. And I'm like, wait, who is with Susie? I don't know. And then I see Susie in this whole new hip Seattle fun lesbian yeah. vibe. Right, and it really, right. I'm like, now I almost kind of, I want an offshoot of, of Susie's day to day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the neighbor in the window too, colon <laughs> Susie's life. Yes. Because 
there's so much to know going on with Susie. Um, but we start off, Susie comes in, introduces herself, and, you know, Karen's like, tells us all, like, you know, Scott got a new job here. This is why we moved. We're getting set up. Dorothy Peacock Elementary School. Yeah. And Susie is just, you know, the thing we first learn about Karen, you know, right away is that she is a gifted interior designer. Yes. It's it's referenced um, in the empty home. Yes. And then by the time Susie comes, we are able to see the home goods transformation yes. that is Karen's decorating style. Exactly. And you guys, if you think we are exaggerating, just listen to all this decorating love. Yeah, this one's a master decorator. She's probably already picking out new oh. curtains. Oh, wow. You've been busy. Everything looks so <laughs> fresh and new. Gosh, I just love what you've done with the place. Especially those gorgeous throw pillows. <laughs> oh my gosh, you gotta give me your decorator's number. This is gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, I don't have a decorator. It's all me. It's kind of a hobby. Everyone's floored. Everyone's obsessed. <laughs> they like live for a throw pillow, live for a rug. It was like a teal pillow and people <laughs> lost it. You gotta give me your interior decorators. And the, it, listen, I don't. These are these are nice homes, but I'm not thinking thinking of these homes as like, oh, every single person has an interior decorator. Like, right. These are this is these. It looks like a Pinterest board. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. She is not. Karen is not breaking the mold here. Exactly. She, it's the, it, it, here's a bookcase. We're going to fill it up. And they're like, wow. She has a color wow, scheme. Wow, wow. Karen knows a color scheme and they're like, wow. And so the thing is, Karen from the jump is like set up as like this wonderful woman. You know what yes. I mean? Like great designer. She's so friendly. She's really, you know, about her son and getting him into the best school. So we're already team Karen. And mm -hmm. that's what I love so much is that this really does a lot to rehabilitate a Karen image, mm. you know, in society. This really right. is saying Karens can be good. The Karen, the quote Karen is not the Karen in this film. Exactly. And exactly. that's a fun turn on the head. That's a turn on the head. Our Karen is actually neighbor Lisa Beasley, who is sharing the backyard with Karen. Hi. Hi. You must be the new neighbors. Yeah. I'm Lisa Beasley. I live on the other side of the street and we share a backyard. Oh, of course. I'm so glad you came by. I'm Karen Morgan. This is Miles. Hi, hello. Megan, how did you feel when Lisa Beasley first appeared on screen? You know, the uh, blonde to Jamie's brunette. Yeah. The, I don't so know. When, when I first saw Lisa, I was like, oh, I'm so happy that women are wearing athleisure in yes. film now. Because yes. I, I work from home. I, I'm, I actually don't. I mostly just sit at home now. But I'd all, I'm doing only athleisure. Yes. And so when I see a woman portrayed in like a commercial or a film and she's in like a sweater and jeans, I'm like, that's a lie. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way she'd be doing that. So I thought, okay, first of all, love, love Lisa's uh, just natural. This is what I am around right. and look. And then when I heard Lisa's voice, mm -hmm. I said, oh, she's bad news. This is just a little... Welcome to the neighborhood, Give. Oh, so nice of you, Lisa. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That is not what I think of as like um, a mom with two kids voice. Okay, that's a voice that's like, I've lived and I've <laughs> seen some things. And yeah, I'm your neighbor, but you don't know what I'm going to do. Like it's a, it's, <laughs> it's felt it. It's husky. It's definitely, yeah. it's, it, you know, I don't know if, it, if it's cigarettes. I don't know what it is. Yeah. 
that voice has lived. Yes. And so I, I, at this point, I'm just trying to knock out like who are our who are our suspects? It's not right. going to be Karen because she can decorate. It's, it's not, not going to be Susie. She got curly hair. Right. Lisa, a blonde, and and a smoker's voice. Now, now we're cooking. Interesting. See, I was thinking at first, I was like, she brought over rosé, so she's fun, because Susie's the one who brought over vegan muffins. So you know Susie's not the fun one. I was like, the the one who brings over the rosé. I was like, okay. And then immediately, um, and immediately Karen invites Lisa into the home. And Mm -hmm. again, as you guys already heard, you know, Lisa loving Karen's decorating. But they very quickly get to talking, because... Karen is wearing this very cute necklace and Lisa just says, you know, like, where'd you get it? And do you know what? It really brings them close together. Before Miles, we had another baby, uh, a little girl who died. Oh, I'm so sorry. Do you want to talk about it? Since... Our little girl, Rose, was eight weeks old when she died. I remember being so grateful that I got four hours of sleep. But when I went into her room in the morning, she wasn't breathing. I know I didn't cause it, but I can't help thinking that if I just did one thing differently, it would have made a difference. I'm sorry. No. I didn't mean to dump this on you. Ah, it's been seven years. You wouldn't think I would be so... this. Ah, but Scott got me this because... uh, I feel like she's always with us. You just don't know how much that means to me. Um, We also had our daughter, Annabelle. Five weeks since. Oh my God. Lisa, I'm so sorry. Okay. Okay. Okay, a lot. This is a, like, it's, we're not even zero to 60, we're zero to SIDS. Um, Yes. (laughs) And that is a crazy first impression getting to know my neighbor. Like, have you ever met, like, what's the, what's the, like, this is literally the definition of TMI. Like, what is the most information you have given a rando, a stranger, within, like, meeting them for the first time? I'll tell you mine. Like, the the one time, like, I once told, like, an intern at my office that I worked at that I had a hemorrhoid. She didn't need to know that. Okay, yeah. So, and that was yeah. out, that's out of the gate. Uh, do you have anything that you've really just, why did I tell that person that? I, yes, like, that's, I think that's why I'm so judgmental of Karen, because I do that too. Like, (laughs) I'm like, come in my house, and people are like, I like those pants, and you're like, I bled through them last time I had my period. Like, that's actually, (laughs) sadly, who I am. Um, And so I think I've done this, like, I was like, my mom has MS, and I know that I've, like, led with, like, why am I telling that on the podcast, you know? Like, already, I'm, I'm off the rails, but I know that, like, I have, I've told my, like, full family history, like medical yeah. history in, <laughs> in like a general meeting before. I've been like, yeah. my grandma had Alzheimer's. My dad struggles with alcohol. My mom has MS and I'm obviously mentally fit. Um, <laughs> and, and they're he, like, you're hired. Yeah. They're like, wow. Okay. Well, we're going to keep in touch. Uh, <laughs> 
And so, yeah, I think that's why this scene was kind of like, not triggering, but then what, what Lisa does is a classic me thing too. Someone tells yes. you something and you go, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> She's like, your baby died at seven weeks? My yeah. baby died at five weeks. Yes. You know, she, but immediately I knew, I was like, how, like, I don't know why the the lie was I went through exactly what you went through. Like when you're trying yeah. to make something about you, just like say something else. You know what right, I mean? Like, why is she like, SIDS too? Yeah. So we're going to learn, obviously, this woman's baby did not die of SIDS. I'm sorry if that's, if this was just two women who bonded over SIDS, we would be bad podcast hosts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what happened. Yeah, it, it is strange. That would be a red flag to me because it right. is so specific. It's right. also a very rare Yes. Tragedy. Yes. That, like, I don't. I, she should have. Yeah, she should have picked. I, 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 I'm about to throw out other. No, ways don't even that throw out a tragedy. Just give no, us something fresh. Just the whole point is, Lisa. You should have given us something fresh because even after that, that night, Karen is in bed with Scott, and she's like, "I can't believe she went through that too. This is crazy mm-hmm. to have somebody mm-hmm. I connect mm-hmm. with." Like, it's even a lot. And even Scott's kind of like, really? Yeah. You know, and that's why I like Scott. Because from the beginning, because sometimes what can happen, you know, when you do have this sort of terrorist predatory situation, everyone else is like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. But it's so nice that in her own home, Karen knows her husband believes her. Mm -hmm. You know, because from the beginning, he's saying, this don't sound right. In, a, in an hour and 40 minute film, we yeah. do not see Scott gaslight Karen once. And that yes. is a record for husbands on film. Um, I mean, accurate. He he is the one the whole time kind of like pushing the, I don't think this is all adding up. And you almost wonder like if Lisa has a game plan of people to prey on. And so yeah. when she hears yes. the SIDS and the newness yes. and, and the, and you can tell Karen. It, it's and the crying. Sweet, she yeah, starts crying a, immediately. And that mm-hmm. is a vulnerability that Lisa mm-hmm. can really latch onto. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, if. Karen had just been like, thanks for the rosé, grab it, go inside. Right, maybe, right. Yes. maybe Lisa's, because Lisa doesn't do this to Susie. Right, right. Um, and so I think that it's really good that Karen has Scott to counterbalance. I always, I mean, this isn't like normal people friendships. When people go like meet someone and then the next day it's their best friend, you're yeah. always like, oh, nope, nope, nope. Someone Not, in like, there is kooky. Honey, yeah. outside of third grade, not allowed. Okay, right. after right. the age of nine, you just gonna have to take your time getting to know people. It yeah, you're gonna have to have a quick. dinner. You're gonna have your husbands are gonna need to meet. You're gonna like it's just right. These when someone wants to be your friend that quickly, that yeah. that actually, if anyone wants to be my friend, I'm like you're unwell. Um, <laughs> and and but I why wonder- Megan? You've told them so much about you. They're fully informed. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> so I feel like, though, Lisa's coming in hot, but then the very next day, I mean, Karen and Susie are on board when Lisa yeah. suggests the moms go back to school shopping. What do you say to a little back to school shopping for moms? You think Allie's around to babysit this weekend? Yeah. Cheers to that. <laughs> and we have them going shopping, living, loving life. Karen tries on this, like, red lacy dress, which is, like, super cute. For me, it's very, like... I like, thought it was fine. 
I thought it was like a nice nighttime suburban mom. I'm about to go out dress. To me, it honestly looked like what a religious woman would wear if if she was dressing up because it was like fully covered, like high, high neck, neck uh-huh. cover. I like I was like, oh, someone's gonna like wear this to a conservative funeral. Is the it vibe was I red, got. Megan? Okay, well then maybe that's the twist. You know, conservative <laughs> funeral with a splash of color. <laughs> Oh, wow. That dress is made for you. It's a little more bold than I usually go. Uh, It is absolutely your color, and you must get it. It's got your name on it. Right? Everyone immediately compliments the dress, and and Karen's like, this is outside of my comfort zone. Because, you know, Karen's just like a real, not conservative woman, but she's... Jeans and button down. Yeah, she's, she's, she's also looks like... What's the word? Is she like basic? She's bus- yeah, it's kind of basic business casual. Basic business casual. Yes, yes, yes. There's some scarf work happening. Yes, 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 There's yes. There's a lot of layers. Fun coats, fun coats. Yes, but, of course. You know, it, it, it's a little, it gets a little dicey when this is, again, the, when we're really starting to put the pieces together, Karen decides to wear this red dress to drop off Miles for his first day of school. Now, I'm sorry. What do you do? You drop off kids at 8 a.m.? What are you doing in a red dress and a heel? I didn't know. I didn't even know you got out of your car. I, I thought know. it was like, bye. I know. See but you Karen's later, Miles. involved, right? She's a perfect mom. Yeah. She's involved. Yeah, she like wants to yeah, read to the kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she is dropping off her kid. Again, Dorothy Peacock Elementary School, which has been established as being the best. Lisa's <laughs> boy also goes there. And he, and literally, so she, Karen's about to leave. She turns around and in walks Lisa. Wearing the very same red dress she told Karen to buy. Oh, Lisa. Karen, oh my God. I'm so embarrassed. That dress looks so good on you. So I went back the next day and got it, and I never dreamed we would wear them on the exact same day. (laughs) Great minds must think alike. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Like a day before. The day before. Literally moments before. And Karen was like... What? Like Karen was Karen's like, excuse you? And you know, Lisa, of course, is like, oh I'm so sorry. Yeah. But Karen was real mad about it. And I'll tell you this. At first, I was starting to think like Karen, what's up with you? Because I thought her mm-hmm. level of anger, like annoyance, was like too much. Okay, mm-hmm. she wore the same dress. It's like annoying. But like, is like wearing this is getting an outfit that your friend also has, is that bad? Um, I don't think so. I think you just got to let them know. Like, I think she should have been like, oh my, well, this is obviously if she was not a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Been like, oh, I ended up, that dress looks so good on you. I ended up getting it, but we'll just coordinate when we wear it. Right, uh, right, right, right. Love ya. But because I actually, and I know this isn't the point, but I actually <laughs> did think Lisa looked better in the dress. Okay, okay, wow. I thought wow, it was better wow, for wow. her coloring, and I thought uh-huh. the shape, the silhouette of it was better for her body type. Okay, you guys, if you have not <laughs> seen The Neighbor in the Window, watch it now. Get back to us. Tell us who yeah. you think looks better in the red dress. It's like in magazines when they're like, who, <laughs> I know, wore, it who wore it better? So my brain is just programmed to pick when right. we really don't need to. No. <laughs> But she's like immediately, you know, Karen is kind of like, mm, this yeah. bitch. Yeah. Okay. And then and then after that, when she's like leaving, we meet Michelle, Michelle. in the parking Michelle. lot. I didn't get the dress memo. Oh, 
just a silly coincidence. Hi, I'm Michelle. My daughter Molly goes to kindergarten with your son. I'm sorry I didn't see you inside. I was a little shocked. Oh, I get it. That's why I avoid mom culture. I can never keep up. Today it's two of you. Next week you'll all be wearing the same thing. <laughs> and Michelle is a cool mom. Michelle's yeah. not like the other moms. I think, she, didn't she even say, I don't do mom culture? Yeah, like, and I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Is that like her not being a part of mom culture means she's not going to have a stalker. Right. Um, it's going to save her life yeah. in this instance. And so you like meet her and they just have like a nice passing pleasant interaction. You're kind of like, okay, Michelle, she's fun. Is Michelle going to be in the mix? No. And then. <laughs> she's not enough. We need we, we needed more Michelle. Right. And then. Karen is also like, you know, again, right? As you said, right? Fresh start. Fresh start. And she's like, I think I'm going to get my real estate license here in Seattle. She's ready to get back into the workforce. You know, she's mm -hmm. like, I'm going to do me. Well, since Miles has adjusted so nicely to kindergarten, I've decided to go back to work. I'm going to get my real estate license in Washington. Oh, congratulations. 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 Hey, cheers. That's awesome. That's great. And there's a wonderful moment where they're having like a back-to-school barbecue. Um, and again, just because, just to make sure, you know, we think of Karen as the good person she is, who can do no wrong, everyone praises Karen. And I just need you guys to hear one of my favorite moments in the film, which is when Karen presents some hors d'oeuvres she made to the other guests of the party. Bell pepper bites, anyone? Oh, oh. Karen, these are the sweetest. Where do you even find these little flags? Oh, Karen really could find a needle in a haystack, especially if there's something cute to make with that needle. <laughs> okay, now I've never eaten a bell pepper bite, but I can't imagine what could be so good in them that everyone coos like I'm, she just I'm, presented a newborn. I'm guessing it's cream cheese, but it doesn't seem like cheese? a complicated... Well, and then Scott says some weird thing about, like, a needle in a haystack. Like, the little flag. Very, she puts little yeah. flags on them. Right, which right, right, right. I don't right. even which, know. She's crafty. The point is, Karen's crafty. We love her work. She can make anything happen. Again, Scott, he's a doting husband. We love to see it. I thought this um, backyard barbecue was eye-opening because I was prepared for it to be a situation where Lisa has made up that she has a husband and children entirely. <laughs> you know, just like, yeah, my husband. And then, you know, it's like Home Alone, the mannequin in the window being controlled. Right. I thought it could be a situation like that. So when we meet the husband, I'm like, oh, okay, that man is identifying as her husband. And these <laughs> children do seem to call her mom. Yep. So it kind of made me be like, maybe Lisa's legit, but just yeah. a little jealous or something. But then when she when Karen tells everyone she's going to go get her real estate license, Lisa's like, I've been thinking the same thing. Karen, that is so great. You know, I was just talking to Dan about... Maybe I'll go back to work now that Elliot's older. And, and he suggested real estate. That's great. Maybe you guys can work together. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> now, now you're back to worrying. Now yeah, you're but back. that didn't even, that didn't, like the dress bothered Karen more than her picking <laughs> the same job as her. I know. Which is crazy. I know. But then she really pops off when then after that, um, Karen is inside Lisa's house, you know, cleaning up something in the kitchen. And then she and Dan, Lisa's husband, start talking. And oh, is it Dan or Don? <laughs> Dan. Dan. But he's a Dan with a Don energy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's fine. Dan, Don. Don, Dan. You know, I have to say, uh, I'm really happy that you and Lisa have struck up such a friendship. It's hard on Lisa sometimes connecting with other moms. You mean after Annabelle? 
A- Annabelle? Your baby. Like Scott and I. Angel wing necklace. Oh, um, I- I'm sorry. You must have misunderstood. My brother and his wife lost a baby Annabelle to SIDS. Not me and Lisa. We've only ever had Allie and Elliot. Must have got the wires crossed somewhere there. Dan is like, no, he didn't. What are you talking about? And then one of my other favorite lines, like she's again, Karen downloading with Scott. Right. And she says, she goes, and she's like, why would she lie? You know? And, and of course Scott's like, cause she cray. You know, Scott's yeah. not in. But then do you remember Karen goes, the only thing I can do is find grace for her. Could Karen be more of a saint? I have to believe that Lisa has her own reasons for doing what she did. The only thing I can do is find grace for her. Well, you're a better person than me. And that's why I love you. Now, was this when Scott brought up his college roommate? Not yet. Okay, because yeah, that yeah, was yeah. fun, too. Because <laughs> things go, things go yeah, a little I mean, crazy. I, I guess Scott maybe could have brought it up here, you know, because this, the, the groundwork is being set that Lisa, you know, we're not hearing that she's dangerous or anything, but that she is a, she does seem to have a com- compulsive lying. Right. As, exactly. As, as, as exactly. A the lie. Like, the... You can kind of be friends with a compulsive liar. I mean, we live in LA. We have lots of compulsive liar <laughs> friends. Facts. Very real. It's not facts. A deal breaker is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but then okay. So as this all is all happening though, now Karen has already agreed to let. Allie, Lisa's oldest daughter, yeah, yeah, babysit her son Miles. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought that was a, again. Karen is so like sweet and trusting. You don't just let some random twelve-year-old watch your kid. I'm like, it's, are you CPR certified? Yeah, are you a safe sitter? I had to Thank go to. You. I also think of a twelve-year-old as a mother's helper, um, <laughs> not full-time yeah. employment babysitter. Yeah, but they, it's. Karen doesn't do this to herself. I'm not going to try and victim blame, but they definitely get their lives fully intertwined with each other. And I think that goes back to Michelle's point about mom culture of like, she does need someone to watch miles. They're right in her backyard. Like you are, when you have kids, your kids, friends, parents end up being your friends, like whether you really want it or not. And Karen, and maybe because she's new to Seattle, she, she dives in. She never sticks a toe in. She's like, yes, your daughter can babysit me. Yes, I'm in your kitchen telling your husband about my baby dying. Yes, like, <laughs> she's also really, she's going right. for it. But see, this is like why I would never have children. Because I don't like the way you have to be friends with people for because your kids, you know, like their kid and your kid hang out. I have a dog and I don't even want her to do dog play dates. Yeah. I will not be embroiled in any negative, draining relationships. Okay. See, and I do want to have children, but I'm fully prepared for my husband and I to just come home and make fun of all of the other parents. Like that's actually, <laughs> I like kind of look forward to that. Yeah, um, yeah. And maybe I that's you my in mom, mom culture, culture though, because you're that's, you're wearing a cardigan right now, a pink cardigan right now, <laughs> and I just feel like you're giving me a mom culture energy. Yeah, I think I'll be more like mom mess up culture of like. 
Well, well, what what I mean, so we're about to get into the part of the film where Karen is like, uh, did you not have a baby die or something? Well, I will say this. Karen gets this information from Dan and she's flustered. She's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do I do? But then I'll tell you this. Karen's direct. Mm -hmm. Karen gets it done. But as always, Lisa got an answer for that. Of course. Listen to Lisa's answer for that. Actually, maybe you could clear something up for me in the spirit of Team Mom. Do you remember when I told you about my daughter, Rose? Dan told me you guys spoke, and um, I have a confession to make. It's been really hard to keep this a secret, especially from you. Um, I have Parkinson's. What? I was not expecting that. I have also... uh, I, well, because the thing is, she's a young woman. She can't say <laughs> she has dementia. All right. I, like, I, I guess she could say she has early onset Alzheimer's, but that's like, this isn't still Alice. So <laughs> she's like, I have Parkinson's. I did not know that memory loss or like mixing up. Right. Thinking someone else's life was your life was a symptom of Parkinson's? I'm no doctor, but... Right, right. You know what happens, though. It's the waterworks. Lisa is good at crying. Not being able to keep your facts straight is one of the symptoms, which is really embarrassing. And I I am so sorry. If I upset you, I never meant to do this. I'm so sorry. Please, please let me know if there's anything I can do to help you. And she will, like, get those tears, which, honestly, with those thick lashes, oh, mm-hmm. love. She will start those waterworks so quickly that then Karen rushes to hug her because you know the clip we just played for you ends in an embrace. Okay? The women are embracing. That's how back on board Karen is. Yeah, Lisa could have been an actress, and then she yeah. would have all the attention she wanted. I right. mean, I know in real life she is an actress portraying someone, but I'm just saying. The character of Lisa, I, yeah. I do think Lisa's skills being able to cry and lie are wasted in the suburbs of Seattle. I agree. I feel like what I wish, you know, is that I, the movie could, for me, obviously be a full hour longer where you see what Lisa does in her home yeah. without everyone. Because yeah. I feel like there's a very what happened to baby Jane energy to her. Like mm-hmm. she would be reliving like her cheerleader past, right? She'd be wearing her old outfits from when she was prom queen because mm-hmm. that was when everyone paid attention to her. That's mm-hmm. Lisa's vibe to me. Living like, she's like, I I was once beloved and now I'm not. So I have to make up stories about Parkinson's. And, and they're, I mean, it's just wild. I Is live. this when she has the necklace on? Because she does get the matching necklace that Jamie Lynn has too, right, Karen? Yes. Um, And that like. Oh, boy. Because the dress is one thing, but to get the matching dead baby necklace, it's like, well, now we're off I know. the rails. I mean, and that's honestly, for me, that might have been when I would pack pack up my bags. I'd pack up my bags, honey. Yeah. I would definitely be like, Allie, I don't need you to watch my kid anymore. Exactly. You've got to start she does disentangling, do, but, but not mm-hmm. soon enough. Not soon enough. mm <clears throat> 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Happy Halloween. Lisa. Are the boys here? Ooh, Halloween. No, that Halloween scene... I did. Oh. I do love that because I love when a man is tested with a sexy decoy and yes. does not and does not take the bait. He does not fall for the honeypot. That was a honeypot. The children have all gone trick or treating, but and then Lisa comes to Karen's house after, and I believe Karen is either at work still because again she's pursuing this real estate dream, or she's out trick or treating. But Lisa's like the last one there. And she knocks on the door and it's just Scott dressed as Dracula mm -hmm. handing out candy. And then Lisa's like, oh, I miss them. Can I stop in and use your bathroom? You live right behind him. Yeah. Why do you need his bathroom, Lisa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, there's one thing my mother taught me. You always go before you leave home, first of all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the fact that she's out here leaving her house without using her own restroom and then trying to use it. If I was Scott, I would have been like, nope. No, I'm sorry. We don't have a bathroom. Right. Well, and she has a type of pants on that are very hard to get off and on in a quick. Like she has yeah. your she has pants on where you're only going potty at your own house because right. exactly. you can't get them back. It's like you're going right. to need baby powder, powder. <laughs> like a lot of different things that it's not just a pop in your neighbor's powder room potty. Right. Yeah. And that was what's you her, know, what is her cost? What's her costume? I think Lisa's giving us like sexy cat. I thought I saw little ears, like a little ear had been like all black, just like I'm a sexy cat. I thought she was doing um, Sandra D at the end of Greece. Okay, but, bad know, Sandy, better, if you will. You better shape up, Sandy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I guess she was following the old adage of like, it doesn't matter what your costume is as long as you look hot and slutty. Right, um, sexy blank. Which, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Lisa's energy. Sexy, you know, she's always going to do that. Sexy mom, sexy Lisa, sexy right. crazy woman who lives in the house that you share a backyard with, you know, whatever, <laughs> fill in the blank. Listen, we don't, I don't, we don't need to take bets. I don't think she actually went pee in the potty at their house. <laughs> she I did don't. stay in there though. She like, what? So you think she just went in there and like counted to 300? I think she went in there. I think she fixed her lipstick. I think she zhuzzed her hair, counted to 10, flushed the toilet, turned on the <laughs> sink, came on out and said, what's up, Scott? Because <laughs> that's basically what she did, y'all. Lisa came yeah. out trying to make it happen. She literally at one point bends over the candy bowl and like has her butt perked in the air. Yeah. And yeah. Scott, again, our wonderful good Scott, our diamond in the rough Scott, he doesn't fall for it. 
I've always wondered what it is about Dracula's kiss that makes everybody so crazy. Uh, historically, Dracula's kiss is equated with the kiss of death, so maybe you don't want to find out. He don't fall for it. No. He, he, you know, he's a little sweaty. He's giving me almost like nerd in an 80s movie. Like he doesn't know, know what to do with this woman on him, you know? But then he's literally like, I think you should leave. Mm-hmm. And that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that's wonderful. And, but Scott of course, is, you know, Scott, Lisa. I was just going to say, Scott is man enough to know that Lisa's not into him. You know, like a lot of times these men, they're like, wow, she's into me. And it's like, no, you dummy. This is a setup. And he knows that it's a setup. The thing that really freaked me out is when she kind of pretended to be his wife slash the mom giving out the candy. You're like, oh, that's If someone comes into my home and hands out Halloween candy with my husband, you're catching fists. Okay. That is for me and my husband to do. Yeah, that's worse. So that's in a way almost like that's as bad as if they had actually, you know, kissed. Yeah. Don't yeah, you yeah, yeah. dare touch my baby Ruth. <laughs> Get your damn hands off my Snickers. <laughs> Basically. Well, it's also like now the whole neighborhood is going to think we're an item. And I think that's what she was going right. for. Right. Because now every child yeah. and parent that comes to th- that was in that moment was like, it seemed like Lisa What's and Scott were chummy. Right. You know what I mean? And it's she, like. Again, you are creating a narrative, Lisa. Yeah. She is an agent of chaos. Truly. She's a Loki, a trickster god, if you will. Jeez, this rain is really coming down. Oh, no. Scott. Oh, shoot. I can't remember if we brought Miles' rain jacket in from the car to the school this morning. Sorry about that. I hope he made it all home okay with Allie. Yeah, me too. Now... Karen is just freaked out. She's rushing to get home to pick up Miles, who's supposed to be at her house. He's not there. She's like freaking runs next door. He's there. They were caught in the rain. Hello, Seattle life. And they're sitting it out and drying off at Lisa's. But then there's this moment. Lisa asks Karen if she can borrow some money. Why don't we listen to how that goes? Sorry, if this is about Allie, Scott oh, should have been about here. Allie. Uh, it's about Dan. He lost his job and I don't know what to do. Oh. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm sure he'll find something soon. Well, it's been over a month and he hasn't. And my medical bills are starting to eat into our savings. And I was wondering if there's any way that Dan and I could borrow $5,000. And we'll pay you back as soon as we get back on our feet. And you know we're good for it. Lisa, I am I'm so sorry about Dan's job and your medical bills. But I was taught never to mix money and friendships. I know you have it. I've seen how you spend money. Frankly, Lisa, how I spend my money is none of your business. And beyond that, how do I know that Dan really lost his job? Or what medical bills you're paying for, exactly? Do you have any idea how hard it was for me to come here and ask you that? That almost perfect everything? I was going to talk to Scott about it on Halloween, but it was pretty clear his mind was elsewhere. And what's that supposed to mean? What it means is, I'm used to men and their wandering eyes, but I thought at least a woman would hear me out. Okay, I think we're done here. Agreed. Okay. Okay. When 
Lisa asked for that money. Yeah. Karen, again, it's interesting. On one hand, Karen has really good boundaries. And then on the uh-huh. other hand, she don't know when to just like cut somebody loose. Right. Yeah, because she says like I was taught not to mix like friendship, friendship and, yeah, and money. money. And she's um, right. She's right. Yeah. I, I also, kudos to Lisa. I think she asked for an amount that she could have gotten. You know, if Lisa goes in there and she says 25 grand, it's like, no, but she's like, Listen, I see your stuff. I need five grand. <laughs> well, first of all, we've established <laughs> it's all it's a home goods vibe. Okay. Second, they've only known each other a couple months. Have you ever asked? First, I've never asked somebody for money, let alone in the thousands. Like maybe if we're out, can you spot my lunch? But never like mm-hmm. just give me some money. Well, you know I, mean? I mean, she says that Dan lost his job and the medical bills are piling up. From and her so Parkinson's. She, she does make a case for it being like, I, but then to me, I'm like $5,000. That's not, wh- what does that, what hospital does that get you? <laughs> like, that's not a, that's actually not enough for hospital bills. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, No, I've never asked anybody for money, but if I do, I'm going to, I'm going to start low yeah. um, and, and then work up. I think I got to know you at least a year first. I can't be coming up on in here. You, uh, She already got her daughter on payroll. You know what I mean? Right, Karen's already paying true. Allie. It's like, that's and now you true. want just 5K? Yeah, like, right. It's like, but honey, Lisa don't take that well. And that's when oh. it pops off. Yes. Okay. Because that is when the anonymous complaints start to come in. Yeah. Dorothy Peacock's getting involved. Oh, uh, honey, honey. And so they, someone calls the school. Yeah. And the teacher says that there have been complaints made that Miles doesn't have proper clothing, which yes. we know he got caught in the rainstorm. Right. Um, that Miles doesn't have a lunch. Even though what we're seeing is that he's not eating the gorgeous lunch she is providing. You guys, at one point, Karen makes Miles, oh my God, what does she make him? It's like, Turkey avocado wheels. She makes Miles lunches that I would have at a banquet. You know what I mean? Like she's making him past apps, high class past apps. And this little boy, I was like, well, he's not eating because he's six. He wants a gummy bear. (laughs) A turkey avocado wheel is not for a child. That's for someone like me who's trying to cut carbs. Now, we never really find out what happens to the lunches. Do you yeah. think Do you think Lisa's intercepting and taking his lunch? Or do mm. you think she's just, like, making it up? Because, like, doesn't the teacher know if he has his right. lunch or not? Because the thing is, she comes and sees, like, his lunch isn't eaten, right? So he's bringing it and bringing the, bringing the box back. I, I imagine that, like, he's in school and he's just, like, eating his friend's Doritos. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's like, you want an avocado wheel? And they're like, no. no. And then he just takes, like, a bite of peanut butter and jelly. So Karen is not neglecting Miles. She's actually treating him too well. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> Honey, he's six. A wheel of any kind. Unless it's, like, a goldfish cracker. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. That's my, that's my point. <laughs> this is my bad reaction. I was like, I don't really think those two, I don't think him not having the right coat or not having his lunch seemed like that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, honey, remember. I know that's bad. This is why we established that Dorothy Peacock is the best. Because exactly. Dorothy Peacock, it matters, honey. It does matter. They're it does calling matter. you. Right. They're calling you right, at right, Dorothy right. Peacock Elementary. They're involved yeah. in the home life. 
And that's why you want your child to go there, but it's exactly. also tough. You're going to have to, you're going to have to uh, like abide by the Dorothy Peacock standards. Exactly. And so of course, Karen gets in there in this parent teacher meeting, you know, about Miles allegedly being abused. And of course it's anonymous, but Karen's literally like, Lisa did it, right? Right. <laughs> and so they're like, we can't say anything. And it, and then of course, they're like, and so if it's not, if these complaints keep coming in, they'll have to call CPS, Ooh, you know, Child Protective Services, that's honey. like... No, 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 no. No. So, so then, of course, they're encouraged to handle it themselves. Handle it themselves, the adults, so that, you know, it doesn't escalate. But as they're leaving... I think I'm going to work from home today. Well, hey, we're not calling social services. That's good news. But I'll always wonder if she will. Well, she won't, Okay. Lisa Beasley's just looking for attention. You know, she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And of course, Scott, again, even keeled, respecting her, you know, is saying like, okay, just like, we got to stay away from the woman or like, you know, we'll have a conversation. But then, you know, Karen runs into Lisa in the parking lot. In a brand new matching Mercedes to hers. Identical to Karen's car. So then you're like, well, maybe she wanted the five grand for a down payment. Well, uh, <laughs> she got it, honey. But this is when Karen, this is when you see Jamie Lynn come out. This is when you yes. see our Long Island girl. This is when you see Meadow Soprano Hello, come out. You guys, yeah. listen to when Karen says she's had enough. Get out of the car, Lisa. Karen, you seem upset. I am not upset. I am livid. I know you made that call. I thought you didn't have any money, Lisa, but you went out and you got my car. Tell the truth. What is your problem with me? You're scared. Leave my family alone. Let's go. Let's talk. It's not a great look on you, hon. Oh, wow. I love it. I love yeah. it. Lisa just like rolling up the window, you know. But, and Allie's sitting next to Lisa in the passenger seat, not saying anything. No, she looks a little freaked. I mean, you do have to be like, Karen, you can't, right. you can't traumatize Allie. She lives with this woman. Don't you think she's going through enough already? <laughs> but then- it is, it's kind of, it's kind like, I do wonder, and maybe we'll get to this as we continue, but it's like, what is Lisa's end game? Exactly. once you attack someone's child and their parenting, you know they're going to come after you. So was she trying to instigate, get a rise, but then for what? I think so that Lisa then becomes the center of attention. Look at how mean Karen is being to me. Okay, so she's trying to switch the the narrative. Yes, the narrative is she's being attacked. You know, and, and and Karen isn't perfect. So, like, yeah, right. listen, she, she'll put a picture wall up on her staircase, but she can't feed her damn kid. <laughs> the best she's got is those bell pepper bites, right. okay? <laughs> right. And it's and everything else is a lie. So immediately, though, Michelle ca- comes and catches her. Oh, love Michelle because she's, a, she's that, a damn guardian angel. She literally she goes, "Come on," she goes this isn't a good color on you, hon. And she pulls Karen away. Okay. I wish I had a Michelle in my life because there are many times somebody needs to pull me away from a situation. Okay. And say, honey, not your best look. I wish, I wish for it. This is what makes a lifetime movie aspirational. 
This Michelle should be lucky Karen didn't whip her damn purse on her because the thing is, it's like Karen is in the right. Like, you know when you're in the yeah. right, but you've lost your cool in the argument? Yes, 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 And yes. then you're like, did I lose? Because I got too angry. But yes. if someone points it out to you, then it's like, no, I'm right, right, right. You know, like, that's why I would have gotten in Michelle's car and been like, no, but I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> But, like, you get the vibe that Michelle knows enough about Lisa to be like, remove yourself. Right. And then, and then, right. and then she just casually hands her the business card of a lawyer. She's like, I use ju- him to do background checks on all my employees. So, okay, Michelle, <laughs> small business owner. Again, I'm trusting her. She gets it done. And she's like, here you go. And she's like, no, I just think we can work this out. You know, of course, Karen, ever so hopeful. And Michelle's like, Call Alan. You know what yeah. I mean? Get to the lawyer. All and, right. And M- Michelle has on um, one of those coats that has like the big pockets. And I like to imagine she just has a stack of Alan Levine business cards <laughs> in that pocket. And she's handing them out left. To, like yeah. she's at the grocery store. Someone slipped on milk. She's like, you need to call Alan Levine. <laughs> she gets a kickback. She gets 5%. Yeah. <laughs> I think Alan. she does. They have a, they're friends and she is helping him out growing his practice. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we've got Michelle giving this card. Yes. And it's like, we, I mean, we get like a full shot of the name and phone number. Like, we're calling right. him. Right, you we're know? calling like, him. That's where they, it seems like they almost did a reshoot to get that <laughs> card Make sure in. So you know like, Alan Levine. But, we're going to Alan Levine. But initially, again, Karen's not into it until after the school Christmas show, she, Karen and Scott get served with a restraining order. Or Karen, just Karen, cannot yeah. be within 100 feet of Lisa. Are you Mr. and Mrs. Morgan? Uh, yeah, how can we help you? We have a restraining order filed against Karen Morgan. If you step within 100 feet of Mrs. Lisa Beasley or her property, warrant for your arrest will be issued. <laughs> well, that means I can't go in my backyard. If Mrs. Beasley is within 100 feet, then no, you can't. So how's that going to work? So now I, we got Karen in her own house, damn near Anne Frank in her own house, holed up in the attic. She can't come outside. She's quarantining. She's quarantining <laughs> in her home. And so that's that, when that, Alan Levine comes in. Yeah. That Christmas, that holiday um, party, that made me really sick. Can you imagine? Like, moms are so scary to me, yeah. even as a grown mom age woman now. <laughs> but to have, like, five moms give you a stink face while your kid's just trying to sing a damn holiday <laughs> song, it's like, <laughs> what the? I thought you wanted to talk to a few people. I just want to go home. I want to stay. Please get in the car, okay? Hey, we'll get you something yummy when we get home, okay, buddy? Like, Lisa is good. You yeah. Like, it's crazy that not one mom in the class was like, Lisa's full of it. <laughs> they all were just so quick to be anti-Karen. Yeah. Maybe because she's, I don't know. Because she's but. new in town. No one can trust yeah. the new girl. Also, I think because Lisa is, I, I know, do you remember, like, in high school, did you ever have the kind of girl who was, like, mean... But she was popular because yeah, no one I, wanted I, to be on the receiving end of her mean. 
that's every girl in high school. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a classic. I mean, it's just like there there was one part where I got so sad for Miles though because they like bolted out of there. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think Miles got cake. Right. I don't think Miles, like actually you are abusing him. <laughs> let, let him eat cake. Like he he's just like, I want to stay with my friends. And I, I remember being like, I hope they stopped and picked him up something. Like Miles is suffering right. because of Lisa. Right. So like Lisa... Gosh, gal, you can't, you're, you're punishing. Well, that's the problem because their sons are best friends. So Lisa is willing, because at one point, my, uh, Miles goes to go to Lisa's house to hang out with the son. And then Scott has to like run across the lawn and grab him and literally yeah. carry him back home. And it's like, so you'd rather your son not have a friend just because this woman wouldn't give you $5,000. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do start to feel bad for the boys. You know, um, but I mean, when we get Alan Levine involved after the restraining order, I will admit, again, I wasn't sure what was going to happen because Alan kind of had like an attitude. He felt a yeah. little, a little dismissive. He felt gaslighty. He yeah. did because, yeah. because what Karen is saying and why Lisa's so good is that it's all these little psychological things and all these right. little moments that are kind of... It could go either way, or you had to be there to know it was crazy. So when she's like trying to explain to Alan, he's like, mm, "I don't like I don't know what? if it's, there's a legal <laughs> issue here, right?" right? <laughs> there, and and there actually is not, right? He's like, <laughs> "She sounds cray." That's my yeah. opinion. <laughs> that consult was free, but so like Karen is a little nervous. So while Alan is trying to work. Scott decides to get man to man with Lisa's husband, Dan, hopeful, hope in hoping that like the husband, like, can you talk to your wife? Cause she's yeah. being unreasonable. And then, you know, and you know, I just thought that scene was so, that scene was so funny to me because it really went on a journey, you know? Mm -hmm. And you guys take a listen to Scott trying to reason with Dan. Hey, Dan, thanks for coming. Uh, what are you drinking? Nothing. I can't stay off. Oh, uh, well, I was thinking we could talk about our wives and, and this whole mess. Well, your wife came at mine with my kids in the car. Not much else to say. You're right. There isn't anything else to say except that we both want this to stop. Don't you? Look, I know my Lisa. Her problem is she just wants to be friends with everyone. But some women can't handle her. She can be intimidating looking like that. Uh, look, looking like what? <laughs> like I'm proud to say it, my wife is hot. Hey, other women are jealous of her. So you think that Karen's jealous of Lisa and that's why they're arguing? Well, it wouldn't be the first time. Well, how many times has this happened to Lisa exactly? You know, maybe I'll have a beer. Hey, bud, can I get a beer? How many times, Dan? been happening her whole life, practically, since she was a cheerleader in high school. Well, Karen was literally the homecoming queen. So if you think this is about a beauty contest, I think Karen can hold her own. So what are you saying? You're saying that Lisa brought this on herself? That Lisa made Karen yell at her in front of our kids? No, I'm saying that she's lying, and she's been lying since we moved in. Look, we're both married men. We know what our wives tell us and what's true. This isn't about looks. 
Karen and I have been together for 17 years. She's a level-headed and honest woman. Can you really say the same thing about Lisa? Okay. Wow. I mean, no one has ever made these arguments to Dan before. I like, know. He's because he, he comes in and he's like, "I love her. She's hot. She's just jealous." And you're right. like, "Wow. Okay. What?" And then, and then Scott he asks gets one them. question. Scott yeah. is like, "Has this happened before? How yeah. many times?" Honey, suddenly Dan wants a drink. He needs it a beer. was amazing. I think what Lisa has done to Dan is that she's isolated him. Dan doesn't have friends. He doesn't have anybody to talk to to go, um, dude, that's not this normal. This is weird. Right? Yes. So I think he doesn't know anymore, which yeah. is why then, you know, it takes Scott asking one question for the whole thing to change. The house of cards to fall. Tumbling down. But... When that starts to tumble, honey, when Dan starts to question Lisa a little bit, Lisa decides she got to go hard. She's got to make a Hail Mary pass to really win all the world's attention and earn victimhood. And she does that by flinging herself in front of Karen's car as Karen is driving home. Oh, my God. Okay, you want to try and stand up? I'm not okay. You're trying to run me over with your car. <laughs> Allie, please call 911. No, no, no. Don't call the police. Nothing happened. Allie! I mean, Megan, were you shocked? I literally gasped. I didn't, That's I don't know. Like, that we, I, I think in college, if there was like an urban legend that if you got hit by one of the university buses you got tuition for free (laughs) and like I couldn't even make that call so it's like I I was watching I mean it's like a very obvious throw in front of the car right and it's like wow Lisa is committed to this like she is and like you know she's Meisner trained she's a professional she goes on to like be fake hurt when you see someone in a neck brace it's almost always not real. <laughs> like a neck brace to me is like telltale sign number one that it's fake. But, or no, she gets a boot. She gets the a boot. boot. The thing is when she you, a but also boot. a boot, considering the full body fling in front of the car to just come foot? out with the boot. Exactly. Why her? Why would her it's foot like, or ankle be her? I was like, of every, I was like, honey, that was full torso contact. What are you doing with a single boot? And so, of course, this leads to an actual legal battle. Okay, because now, yes, again, we're in a court. Now we're in a courtroom. Now we're in a court of law. Okay, because now yeah. Lisa is leading you to believe that Karen purposely hit her, and we got yeah. the fact that Lisa had already filed a restraining order, right? As proof, so to quote unquote, quote unquote, or quote unquote, quote unquote, quote, yeah, quote unquote proof that Karen has been harassing her, all because she knocked on her damn car window. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it's now it's dicey. Now we're afraid. Now we think, okay, Karen may not be able to get out of this one. You know, and again, I don't trust Alan Levine. But finally, she does have this breakthrough, right? And again, after the restraining order, all right, Karen finds this a name for what has been going on, figures out who Lisa is. You guys, listen to who Lisa really is as Karen has discovered it. It's a psychological condition called false victim syndrome. Listen to this. 
When presented with the facts, the false victim syndrome stalker will rationalize and manipulate everything he can and ignore even a direct question in order to preserve his fantasy of being a victim. He will initiate conflicts and proceed to twist them in his favor in an attempt to gain positive attention for himself. This is Lisa to a T. Wow, I mean, there's actually a name for this. And she's definitely done it before. Dan said so himself. Okay, well, if there's a history to this behavior, I'll look into it. With the Rafferty's, the people who lived in the house before us, she must have gotten to them too. Okay, um, this false victim syndrome is very difficult to prove in court. But if we can establish a pattern of her history, then we can get out of this she said, she said stagnation. We can beat this, right? <sighs> well, I never give guarantees. But this woman is clearly insane. Then I'll make sure the jury sees that. Woo! I love having I, a title. I do. Yeah. I, but, like, it's funny, too, because, like, even that isn't illegal. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just like, oh, yeah, I've, I've had, I mean, I feel like every day of my life is false victimhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was like. So Alan was like, okay, I guess we can use, yeah. this is yeah. hard to prove in court. You know, so I'm also, so I'm nervous too that maybe like, because again, you know, Lifetime movies, they do tell the story of a strong woman, but she doesn't always like win immediately, right? Mm -hmm. Like she can be wrongly accused, go to jail for five years and then be exonerated, right? Like I don't know how it's going to go. So I'm thinking, Alan Levine, you're sleeping. You're sleeping at the wheel. So, and what kind, now, now, because we're watching this court proceeding, it I'm is it criminal? I guess it is. Oh yeah, because she could face ten years. Or yes, something. ten years. Yeah, but I'm like, like why, why, is, why is Lisa sitting at the prosecutor's table? <laughs> <laughs> I think the victim does sit at the table, don't they? No, no. I don't think so. I think it's the prosecutors are together, and then oh, the families right. of the people sit behind. I you're and right, like obviously right. this is this is good. Like we need the visual of their their going basically head to head. Right. But oh yeah, I mean she like the, I'm almost like I bet this prosecutor doesn't like Lisa. I bet this prosecutor's like Lisa. This this lady. But see the prosecutor, he's on point, and in the, initially Alan Levine starts to question. Karen and where it's like his questioning's weak where I'm literally yeah, like Alan Levine do you are you even did you even pass the bar okay are you even yeah. good to practice law he's just asking these like really like loose like just really flimsy questions and I just really felt like you are phoning it in whereas I felt Karen uh Lisa's lawyer is really kind of pointed and is really making his case and again Karen keeps trying to be so reasonable it's like Karen don't be reasonable Right, you got to fight fire with fire here. Yes, yes. And so you being reasonable is not helping you. So it's literally you think, honey, all is lost. Until, until Allie, Lisa's own daughter, Miles' former babysitter, takes the stand. And Which, now, how do you I, let that happen? How do you let, how do you let your child take the stand? Honey, she's 12 years old, already babysitting full time. She's got a job. <laughs> she's a tax paying citizen. Maybe she's she doing said, done jury duty. Put me on the stand. <laughs> She's like, I'm, the, I'm in. <laughs> you know? 
even though I bet Le- I bet Lisa wanted her on the stand, right? Because she probably thought, oh, my kid is going to make me even more sympathetic. Right. So Allie, Allie eventually cracks. Under and- Alan Levine's strict questioning. Yes, under the cross-exam. And she is like, we were standing out there for 20 minutes, basically waiting for her to drive by. You guys, li- listen to the moment. It all comes tumbling down. I guess about 20 minutes. 20 minutes, that's a really long time. What were you doing during that time? We're having a mother-daughter conversation. Excuse me, Allie. please. Allie. Allie, what were you doing on that corner with your mom for 20 minutes? It's a long time to be standing outside doing nothing. Allie. We were waiting for Mrs. Morgan. You were waiting? Why? Mrs. Morgan's car, so Mama could hurl herself into it. There it is, Megan. Continue. But like, why didn't Lisa, this this manipulative mastermind, prep her daughter? Thank she really, you. She really like. It, so, of all the things in the world, Lisa's against perjury. Like, no. <laughs> I think Just, she prepped her, but I really think that Allie, deep down, remember, right? Allie knows Mama Cray. Yeah. And I think Allie was like, she's a child with a child's pure heart. And I think she said, I cannot lie. Also, she and Leve- Alan Levine had similar coloring. Maybe he's her real dad. Something <laughs> happened because suddenly Alan went from Levine being- do look alike. <laughs> they do. And Alan was so not good up until then that I was like, yeah. okay, y'all got a connection because now you've given us some real information, Alan. And then you're like, what's going to, what, are they going to fight outside? Or and like, we, I thought, I thought literally it would switch and it should be like, now Lisa, you're under arrest. You know what I mean? Like I wanted <laughs> yeah, it, I, I wanted did. it now to be her trial, but no, it <laughs> just be. They, we kind of are left le- hanging and wanting more. We see that Karen and Scott and Miles have moved out. Karen is There's a free a- woman. She There's is, a sold yeah. for sale sign yes. in the front yard, and we see a new family, white, nondescript. Yes, yes, naturally. <laughs> get get out of the car, and you're left thinking the cycle will begin again. The evil continues. So that it's really is- traumatizing for. Allie. Like, I think, you know, I know we want a sequel to be like, what happened to the next neighbor? But it's also like, I want to, I want to check in with Allie 15 years later and see like what, how, what, because Allie's going to get to high school and she's going to have issues with friends as naturally happens in high school. And Lisa's going to intervene and it's going to be full cookie town. You know, like these other moms (laughs) are going to be like, what the heck? I just sent your daughter home from a sleepover and you're slashing my tires. Like that doesn't seem, those don't seem in line. The punishment Uh, does not fit that crime. No, not at all. I did like that in the end she was undone by her own daughter. I really did. But so that's satisfying, but then it's still, it ends with, you know, Karen Morgan and family, they move out, but then you see another family move in, and so you still get the chills. You know what I mean? You're still full of terror. You still don't know if Lisa will ever get her comeuppance. Like, she didn't get this Karen, but she'll get the next one. 
Now, do you think Lisa, she obviously has to flip the script a little bit because mm-hmm. she can't go in and say, you know, my baby died the same way your baby died every time. But do you <laughs> think she uses the Parkinson's and the ask for money and seducing the husband? Like, I wonder if she's got it down at this point. I, I think so, because when when she talks about having Parkinson's and she shows her notebook of appointments filled with little colored post-it, you know, placeholders, yeah. that feels like a craft project she's done. That's a yeah. She, that's a, she spent the time to fill that in and make it look legit. And I think she keeps that in her back pocket at all times. There was a character on um, a reality show, I will not name it, but they lied about having cancer. And oh they God. also had a book like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like starting to wonder, oh, if you have a, a book of your medical appointments, maybe you don't have any medical appointments. Exactly. Exactly, honey. We're in a digital age, so yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> if you don't have your iCal cranking, thank you. Then you're lying. You went to Michael's and you decided <laughs> to do this as a craft project. She had tabs, color <laughs> coordinated. Fully. She's like, well, this one is. That's when I have to get MRIs. Yes. This one, like, it was like, but I, not once did Karen say, "Open it up. Let me see what's written in there." I know. Well, but then you also find out too. She told she told Susie at some point she had lupus, so she can't even keep it all straight it's like depending on who she's talking to she knows she has a thing and because karen caught her in a lie she really had to like have quote hard evidence Mm -hmm. and that's where you get this book of tabs lisa must have a background in improv I, oh, like absolutely. She, she's taking a class. She's yeah, yes-anding yeah, 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 yeah. her own life. Her own life. She's heightening, constantly heightening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's a creative artist. Who would you say is the true hero? I think the true hero is parking lot angel Michelle. Aha. Uh-huh. State your case, please. She saves... Karen from her worst self, yes. even though Karen is in the right. Yes. She's, she's really the friend that... Karen should have exactly. from the beginning. Yes. She stays out of the fray. Yep. You don't see her making mean faces at the holiday pageant. Yep. Like she's just like, listen, I own a company. I get people background checked. I'm in and out. My yes. hair looks good. Yes. Somehow, even though there's obviously humidity in the air. I know. Seattle. Um, Everyone's was, got a perfect blowout. That was very impressive. Um, and I just like, I, you want to go with her. You right. want her to drive Karen away from it. Yes, and, yes, yes, yes. and I just think Michelle's someone that you and I would love to like steal that bottle of rosé and get down to it with. Exactly. Honestly, I'm with you. I'm with you on that because on one hand, there was a moment where I thought, could Scott be the true hero as the person who saw the lies from the jump? But then I say, you know what? He doesn't do enough. For me, right. you know, given that he knows these lies, he doesn't do enough. And I feel like it is Michelle who who's literally like, Karen, girl, no. And mm-hmm. that literally, honestly, that to me is the magic sentence in any Lifetime movie. You know, mm-hmm. what? insert character name here, girl, no. Right. And if someone was saying that to them more often, they wouldn't be getting right. in these pickles. Right. Now, I would like to argue that the true villain of this film is Alan Levine, lawyer <laughs> Alan Levine. That's what I believe, okay? Because I believe Alan Levine, he's like a little dismissive and like rude up top. He, you know, oh, and here's, I think, where he actually messed her up. So Lisa gets a restraining order against Karen, and then Karen is like, should I get a restraining order? And he's like, he's mm. like, well, there, I mean, there's really no need for it if you have to stay away from her. 
But then when the actual trial comes, it's the restraining order Lisa has that helps prove that Karen has been, quote, harassing That there's, her. like, a history. Yeah. Alan yeah. is whack. Yeah. Okay? That legal advice. Bad legal advice. And you know he expensive. Okay, now we're about to have a guest I am very excited for. He used to work for the mothership herself and was the producer of this very movie. Yes, y'all, we have the wonderful Michael Chin. That's Michael with a Y. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Michael, hi. hi. Thank you hi, for doing friends. this. I'm so happy. Uh, Me and okay, Beyonce, we're, we're here together. Oh my God, Amazing. yes, you need that energy, yeah. that energy raining mm-hmm. down. I'm here with a giant eggplant, so. <laughs> my Similar dream energy. <laughs> it's like my dream in life. <laughs> okay, we're going to jump right in. Okay. Michael, you produced hey. The Neighbor in the Window, isn't that correct? I did, I did, I did. okay. Okay, okay. We love we loved it. Yay! It is wild. It is fun. Yeah. I felt a roller like coaster. A roller coaster, exactly. Oh, I'm so glad y'all went on the ride. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> uh, honey, I went on it twice. <laughs> uh we we're interviewing you because we want all of the 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 facts and the and the genius behind these movies. But we mm. are also in the process of trying to create our own just incredible lifetime movie. So we starring vehicles. Yes. So yeah. I hear excitement. Um, uh, so yeah. a little be, trepidation, but mostly excitement. It's buzzing under the surface, friends. Yeah. Okay, it's buzzing okay. under the surface. At the end of our season, having sat here and dissected multiple lifetime movies. Megan mm-hmm. and I are going to have a pitch for a lifetime movie so iconic, you will change that picture of Beyonce behind you <laughs> to a picture of the two of us. Oh, I can't wait now. Can you tell me a little bit about this, putting this movie together, meaning deciding to tell this kind of story? Yeah, so, you know, at Lifetime, we really are about, like, telling true stories about things that have really happened to women. And so we're always looking for new stories. And this is one that the team before me developed way back in like 2011. And we just never made. And then I was going through our old scripts and I read this. I was like, uh, hello, why have we never done this? (laughs) Oh my God. So you're a guardian angel. You're the one who really brought this back to life. Okay. (laughs) Della Reese style. You touched it. I mean, Uh I'll walk with you (laughs) down the road. <laughs> we were both obviously the story is so good. The details around it, the 
Yes. The um the Seattle of it and the mm-hmm. Dorothy Peacock. And we've especially really yeah. loved how much Karen's decorating is celebrated in the film. How mm. do you guys like decide on what type of fun little accessories yeah, that you're gonna specifics. put on to these stories that end up being kind of darker, more sinister? Um, I mean some some of them are just like homages to things in our own lives. I think the the Dorothy Peacock came from our producer. Okay. Um, Who but, like went there? Did your producer go to Dorothy Peacock? Because that school gets shouted out. It gets yeah. screen time. It is um, product I placement. Remember, I can't remember where Dorothy Peacock came from, but I remember <laughs> I was like, what is this? She's like, I love it. And I was like, hi, Nancy. <laughs> go ahead, sis. Now, we also discussed when... When Lisa asked Karen to borrow some money <laughs> for five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, now is it just me or is that an insane amount of money? When y'all were deciding this, like obviously the choice, and you brought, you know to refresh to adjust, mm-hmm. was it concerned at being like five thousand is the amount of money that only a crazy person would ask for? Because Megan thinks it's not too much. Money. I think that's a good starting point. <laughs> and see, I. I'm of this like don't ask me for 25 cents. Okay. So, right. Okay. So, but originally we did go back and forth about like, is it five thousand dollars? Is it fifty? Like, yeah. wow. what is the actual yeah. like number? And it's like fifty like makes her seem like absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah. But like right. five thousand is an amount that like I feel like is a like you said, Megan, a starter amount. There's a so, chance like, I can see if I can get <laughs> in with you to scam you with five k. 50K, I'm really going for broke. Yes, yes. Um, The other question, one thing we say, you know, Megan and I were very surprised that the men in this movie were not trash. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's just in general. I just, you know, that could just be where we're coming from emotionally. But also, you know, in Lifetime movies, often, you know, men are the predators. Yes. And so, obviously, we love flipping that, but also to not just have them not be predators, but Scott's actually supportive. Dan actually tries, you know, honey, he's painted into a corner. He did what he could do. He He does what he could do. do. He just loves her. I think he knows he'll never get a woman as hot as her, and he's like, I gotta stay. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Definitely. That's it. He really felt like he was, like, upgrading. (laughs) Jay-Z and Beyonce. Which, I mean, we have eyes. He was. Yeah. Um, (laughs) If anything, that's a red flag. You go, Lisa, right. come on, who's this guy? Exactly, <laughs> no, exactly. This is about he's power. He's a lovely man. This he's is about power man. and control. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. it's about power. But do you was that a was that a um, conscious decision? Was there really a lot of thought in making the male characters useful? <laughs> <laughs> I, the conversation was more about like making sure that the the women mm-hmm. were like empowered in these relationships, oh, and okay. so like. So that they were, even though Lisa had decided that she was going to make the choice to stay with Miles before she, you know, went back to work, like, that was her choice. It wasn't Mm -hmm. because Scott was like, you will Mm -hmm. stay home and be with Miles. She was like, all right, player, I'm putting my career on pause so that we can transition (laughs) here, but I'm getting back to real estate. Yeah. Right. Um, And I, I, I loved the fact that these women were not secondary in their marriages right. that, that they yeah, were that cool. like yeah. active participants and like leaders in that in those relationships and like right. that was more important than like 
making Dan like in on it. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. No, that's how, it's like, it's kind of more refreshing this way. Exactly. Um, of like, oh, it's just one crazy lady. Um, <laughs> I think we need a sequel because I yes. want to know what happened. Like, are, are the there next kids people who move in? It yeah. ends with another family moving yeah, in. Yeah, that's right. And like Horrifying. the cycle. And and so Miles isn't at Dorothy Peacock anymore. Like, is he okay? Now that <laughs> he's not his- eating his turkey avocado pinwheels. Right. He's not eating. Did, did he start to really get a penchant for macaroni and cheese? I mean, these yes. are questions that need to be answered. Right. And also, you know, can we also talk about Susie and Drea, our lesbian couple? I mean, we need them in the sequel. But also, They're like. faves. We love them, too. I loved, first of all, we said curly hair representation, magical. Yes. But also yes. just to have a lesbian couple. And to just have them be friends with our main characters. Mm -hmm. And it's not centered on their sexuality, but it didn't seem like it was denying it either. You know, like it's, it's a, it's a fine, it's like, we want to see it, but then it's like, the only thing you can be is gay, but no, right. Susie and Drea. And it's so, it's so interesting that Lisa doesn't prey on Susie or Drea. Right. She picks Karen. Yeah. And that she, um, that Susie kind of didn't know about. That was always right. my question. It's like, right. so the people, like you weren't friends with the neighbors that were there before because right. that's why, she's why they moved out. Right. And you were, clearly were not that friendly of a neighbor, but you saw pretty Jamie Lynn and wanted to be like her too. Maybe Susie's <laughs> in on it. Exactly. Who knows? Exactly. Because that's what I felt too. Because I was like, you've lived here a while and it seems like you just figuring out Lisa. And mm-hmm. then she, finally when Susie admits, she's like, I don't want to be next. It's like, so you did know, okay? And you left me out to dry. She's Susie, one of those, I got your number. Exactly. I got your she number, Susie. She doesn't want, she's that kind of person. She's always like, you can see her being like looking away. She's looking away. She doesn't want to get mm-hmm. involved. Like, she's that kind of, like, if you put her on that show, what would you do? You know what I mean? She'd Susie would by. do. She walked by. Susie will walk by. She walk ain't by. getting in your mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, ah, my God, Susie, I was like very mad at her actually. I was yeah. mad that she was so weak. How long does uh, how long did this movie take to make? We um, principal photography was sixteen days, so what? it was fast. That's you really gave fast. me a full movie in sixteen days. Are you Tyler Perry? No. This yeah, is a very Tyler wonder. Perry of you. <laughs> we, I mean, most of our movies for Lifetime, we shoot them in three to four weeks. Oh my awesome. god, Michael. Thank you so much for talking to us. You've given us so much to use for our own lifetime script, as well as, <laughs> you know, just further understanding the depths, the 16 day magic that was created to bring us neighbor in the window. Yes. You're Superman. 16 days, 92, 92 pages, 16 days. Wow. Ooh. Quick, quick, quick. Um, before you go, I do think just for Naomi and my future careers, it would yeah. be yes. good. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I have Parkinson's, yeah. and then Naomi is gonna try her hand at informing you that you have park she has Parkinson's. I'm ready. Okay, so okay. I'll go okay. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have Parkinson's. Okay. I'm ready. Okay, okay, I'm in it. <clears throat> Michael, it's, I didn't want to have to tell you this, you know, because I, I just, I, I want it, I wanted our, I don't want you to feel pity for me, but I have Parkinson's. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank wow. you. You know, we, we, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you know, Michael, which one was your favorite? 
I will say, um, Megan, you booked. You booked Megan. Wow! Is that oh because God. she's a white woman in a cardigan, I Michael? Even, <laughs> I wasn't even. I truly. I it was a scary. It was a scary eye contact that really did it in for me. Thank you. It was unwavering. Wow. <laughs> hey. Okay. I've had, I've had many lovers in the patch bring up that unwavering, scary <laughs> eye contact. It's a trademark of mine. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I'm glad to join the number. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay, I'll call my coach. Obviously, I've got a lot to work on. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. You close, we we are y'all. so excited to continue watching your masterpieces. Yes. They're here for you. They're <laughs> here for you. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. I'm so livid that Michael would say you did it better. And I I'm really shocked. just think not that it shocked. wasn't amazing. Okay, not that it wasn't great. It's just like, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Michael, how you gonna be a black man not lifting I know, me up? I know, I know. It's, it's all I've ever wanted <laughs> is a lifetime starring vehicle. Where I lie about having Parkinson's. <laughs> <laughs> Parkinson's. All right, guys, now we're about to go on an amazing journey, okay? So you need to just mark your cows, get ready. We're reposting the episode where we covered the first Harry and Meghan film, Harry and Meghan, A Royal Romance. Then we'll have an all-new episode covering the second movie in the series, Harry and Meghan Becoming Royal. Meghan, you want to give us a little tease of what we can expect in that second one? Absolutely. Okay, so it follows Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, duh, as they go through the joys and mm, challenges of (laughs) life inside the royal family during their pivotal first year of marriage and the planning of the wedding, which is very exciting. (laughs) Beyond blending their families and cultures, Harry and Meghan's core values are put to the test as they try to find the balance between honoring royal tradition and staying true to their beliefs. And this is all in the lead up to a major Lifetime movie premiere on September 6th at 8 p.m. for the third movie called Escaping the Palace. And not only will we be covering this movie on this very podcast the night the movie is released, but yours truly, along with the inimitable Megan Gailey, will also be on TV talking about it. Yes, you heard that correct. We are going to be on the television, on Lifetime, for the entire day. Wow! Starting at 1 p.m. on Monday, September 6th. Yes, that is Labor Day, and it's a holiday in our hearts, too. We are going to be your guides to all royal movies, along with special guests such as royal expert Kinsey Schofield, who will spill some tea about the royals. We're watching with you William and Kate, the first two Harry and Meghan movies we already told you about, and then we interviewed the lead actors in Harry and Meghan Escaping the Palace, Sidney Morton and Jordan Dean, before the world premiere of the movie. Honestly, Megan, I feel like we should call it I Love a Royal Lifetime movie. You know what I mean? Because, like, clearly with all the Harry and Meghan things we're covering, we're obsessed. I cannot wait for us to be on TV. All right. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder. Our sound mixer is Arjun Sheth. 
Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. Us. 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 I mean, you you should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host. Okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. Ha <laughs> ha!